0: Google went. Did you mean K A M A Sutra? And I went. Oh, oh yeah. Because otherwise it would be Karma Sutra. It would be the art of uh, getting something back from the universe that yeah. you put out there in the first place. All this place. time I was doing this really generous love making. And I'm not you should have been, been more selfish. Absolutely. <laughs> the letter K.
1: I like that word. It was nice. Isn't it great? Yeah. Kiki-wiki. It's all fidgety. I like a word fidgety like that.
0: You know who came up with Kiki-wiki? No. Uh, William Shakespeare. Of course he did. William Shakespeare invented Kiki-wiki in his play All's Well That Ends Well.
1: I actually think I, know, ooh, I think I know where this comes from as well. Come on then. Does it mean, because this sounds familiar, does this mean like annoying wife or it's annoying spouse or something like that?
0: Well, you're adding annoying, which does not bode well for your future
1: marriage. <laughs> but Maybe. yeah,
0: kiki wiki, a noun, Shakespeare used it. It means uh, wife or girlfriend. Oh. Slang. Uh, in context of uh, the play, Helena was the kicky wiki to Bertram. Uh, he only ever used it once. In, in all of his work, he only used kicky wiki once. Shame. So I presume it never took off. Shame that, it's a good one as well. Yeah, um, his top five, Shakespeare's top five most commonly used K-words are no, K-N-O-W, mm-hmm. king, kind, kill, and kiss.
1: Now oh, Sounds like a good name for a Bond film.
0: Yeah, so there you go, Kikiwiki. I like it. Uh, what did you call me? Kinky. Kinky.
1: I mean, there are various reasons for yeah. calling you kinky. I mean, you can either describe yourself as full of kinks, which means closely twisted, or a kinky kind of, you know, situation. Like, I don't know. Uh, I think
0: when was your, What was your last kinky situation? <laughs>
1: Five minutes before this podcast started. Lots of under-the-table rutting. Uh, or, you know, you can have hair closely or tightly curled. That will be kinky. But obviously, I'm going to go with the uh, unconventional sexual preferences or behaviours. Fetishism, sadomasochism, that kind of kinky. The, uh, the lovely adjective that we all know so I well.
0: think if you don't have an unconventional sexual uh, thought, then you're not doing it properly. I think so. You've got to evolve. Mm. Uh, and I called you the kingpin. Yeah. Don't get a big head. Uh, Where do you think Kingpin comes from?
1: Well, outside of the daredevil villain who is overweight, bald and quite cruel. I'm guessing it's not that.
0: No. Uh, Originated in 1801. It's the name of the tallest pin in a game of Kales, which is like bowling. But instead of throwing a ball, you throw a club or a stick and you have to knock down the pins.
1: I kind of like that idea.
0: Other words for Kingpin, big cheese, big enchilada... Big Kahuna. I could have called you Kahuna. You yeah. could have done that, yeah. Big wig, big heel, grand poo bar, head honcho, <laughs> muckety muck, top banana, top dog, and big noise. Of course, there is a kingpin in the news right now Joaquin El Chapo Guzman.
1: Oh, that story is hilarious.
0: Who, in part, was tracked down by Hollywood actor
1: Sean Penn. That's my favourite part of the story.
0: He went to go and uh, interview him uh, for a magazine article. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he tunnelled out of a maximum prison uh, in Mexico last year. Uh, Sean Penn arranged to meet him for an interview and... um nicked.
1: Sean Penn is just a massive dick, though. Because I read that article (laughs) and, like, I would say a good 60% of it was all about him. Oh, so there was an actual article? Yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a cover, like a fake. No, no, no. Rolling Stone, I believe it was in. And most of what I read, or certainly the quotes of that I read, were all about Sean Penn's experience, Sean Penn's Mm. effort, Sean Penn's emotion in this. And it's just like, shut up, Sean Penn.
0: Hey, this is the Fictionary. It's a weekly word-based podcast. We go through the dictionary one letter at a time. Today we are on the letter K slightly earlier than normal if you've listened to previous episodes here comes the word workouts an anagram of a nine-letter word beginning with this week K Paul Gannon will write it down and wherever you are listening uh, on a train bus or just in bed the word I have for you today is pretend croaking
1: pretend croaking pretend croaking as is or croaking spelt with two K's Is, Uh, is it that kind of thing
0: pretend croaking it is the name of a movie
1: Oh, pretend croaking. Beginning with K,
0: got to the end of the podcast to work it out. Good luck. Here we go! Paul Gannon coming at you. Let's do the uh, big chunk of our podcast this week with the letter K. First one, Knickerbocker Glory. Oh,
1: nice. You ever have one? Um, I don't know if I have. Do you know what it is? It's a big glass full of different flavoured ice creams with some cream and a flake on the top or something like that, isn't it? Uh, Or a cherry?
0: Well, you can have it with nuts, meringue, fruit, biscuit or chocolate topped with whipped cream which is uh, this is an actual phrase yeah topped with whipped cream that is nippled by a single glazed cherry
1: nippled i love that
0: so when you just put a single cherry on some on your dessert you have nippled it
1: i want to go to a restaurant order one and then say can I have this nippled, please?
0: <laughs> yes, I would like mine double nippled. Uh, but where does Nickerbocker Glory come from? Where does it come from? I'm glad you asked. It's thought uh, possibly in the 1920s, Lion's Bakeries, they did a range of fantasy ice creams for their corner house cafes in London. Ooh. And they had a range of outwear-themed desserts.
1: Outwear-themed?
0: Yes, yeah, so like a Charlie Chaplin waistcoat or a plus four or something like that. Okay. Basically old clothes. And so somebody thinks that Lyons Bakeries went, you know what, we should do a knickerbocker, like them baggy golf pants. Oh, that's right, yeah. knickerbocker glory. Uh, Interestingly, Lyons, oh, I don't know how interesting, they once held the UK licence for Wimpy. Oh, the old uh, burger chain. Yeah, and they ran that for a while. Although, really, Knickerbocker probably comes from America. It's a term used to describe the European Americans. Dutch, effectively. Or the ones
1: that came over to New York during that period. Yeah, when it was New Amsterdam. They
0: got New Amsterdam and then New York. But for some reason, it ended up becoming... Knickerbocker, I think because of some prominent Dutch guy, Mr. Knickerbocker.
1: Probably very likely, yeah.
0: The US basketball team, the New York Knicks, used to be called, what do you reckon?
1: Uh, The New York Knicks, a bocker glories, I don't know. The New York Knickerbockers.
0: It was also a name of a fire company in New York City in 1845. So, Dutch origins, uh, now fully British, you can't get a Knickerbocker glory anywhere in the world uh, if there is not an expat attached to it, the Knickerbocker glory.
1: I like that we've owned it. Right, my word for today. This one is a bit obvious, maybe, but when I did the research, I found that it led, quite naturally, to a pair of mermaid tits. Um, the word is knick-knack. you uh-huh. um, you give a dog a bow. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, it's a noun. Its meaning, now, as we understand it, is a dainty little trinket or ornament. Its origins were in the 1450s. Um, it was originally used as a meaning in the 16th century to mean an ingenious contrivance, a toy or trinket, and then it evolved. It was... A, okay, let me just get this right. Yeah, um, read was, your
0: script carefully.
1: I have to, right, because I, I don't have access to the internet at all times. It did evolve. In the 1540s, it became known as, like, a con trick, yeah. So uh, sometimes you would use it in terms of the phrase "He conned me with that knickknack, mm. that little trick, or something oh, like that." It was they kind hate of when that happens. When yeah, you, yeah. You ever been tricked by a knickknack?
0: Several times. Like here in the office, in the ra- the radio station where we actually work. Uh-huh. Right. I get knick-knacked all the time. Do you? Because people bring in biscuits and they eat the last biscuit, but they leave the pack on the side. That's a knickknack you've done me over, I've gone in for a jaffa there's no jaffas, you nick me knack
1: Who needs a hobnob knick knack, right? <laughs> few- yeah, don't knick ho- don't <laughs> knack with hobnobs And so, uh, yeah, that's, it became this kind of idea of uh, using it as a trick, and then it morphed back again to using uh, the word as we understand it now, as a small trinket mm-hmm. a toy, a gadget A, 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 a thing, A, a piece yeah. of bric-a-brac, you know yeah. um, It's funny as well, because a friend of mine called Eli, who I do another show with uh, a live comedy show with, uh, he's obsessed with picking up stuff from the floor he's found, little knick knacks he's found on on the floor stealing stealing would be if he took it away <laughs> from someone else this is just like he sees one earring or a cufflink on the floor and he picks it up or he yep. sees a little rubber and he picks it up and now he's got this little shelf on his wall full of knickknacks and i loved it so much that i took a picture and i've used it as my um, wallpaper on my oh, phone i'll wow, just quickly show you it for
0: those listening at home it's like the back of the broom cupboard, or any kind of kids' TV show.
1: Yeah, well, the one, the example I like to use is it's uh, the TV show. Absolutely, yeah. its opening uh, kind of title screen was like a weird load of shelves with knickknacks yeah. and things upon it. Hey, let's
0: put it on our Twitter, shall we? Go ahead. Yeah, I a might look. put
1: that picture on. Yeah,
0: see Paul's knickknacks at uh, Thick Podcast.
1: Yeah, but where we go now to uh, the mermaid breasts was because mm. I was thinking, where have I heard knickknack recently? And it was Jim Davidson. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I think that was his. Badly advised chalky <laughs> impression you're getting out there. Um, no, without knick-knack... Yeah. we would never have had Toy Story because Knack was one of the uh, films that Pixar did.
0: I want attack. to know how you get from Pixar to Mermaid's tits. Well, did, they Mermaid? no, did they do the, the no. Little Mermaid? No. they do the
1: This all came after that. Pixar oh. Pixar, banging out was 3D uh, animation in short films for a while and their yeah. fifth one was called uh, Knack. The one before that was Tin Toy, the one famously about the Tin Toy who's yep. being attacked by a baby. Knack was the story about this snowman in a snow globe who was looking out upon this shelf of all these kind of um, souvenirs from all around the world world Mm. so he was looking out from his cold snow globe and seeing like the Egyptian pyramids and a surfer and a mermaid with boobs and like come here and he was trying everything to get out of the snow globe he was using a jackhammer he was smashing it he was using explosives and that kind of antin story led to the plot of toy story in terms of its content but what's interesting is that they re-released it a few times once in 3ds before i think it was finding nemo mm-hmm. um but when they did re-release it they noticed that the mermaid's boobs in that original short were vast huge things with what's very wrong little, with that? nothing but john Lassiter, device Indeed. But John Lasseter, as a father, decided to say, uh, for my kids, I might reduce them and put a bit of a classier bra on them. Uh, was that
0: a- kid not breastfed? Have a word with yourself, Lasseter.
1: Again, it's not something you really want to put in front of a kid's film. Anyway, they toned down the size of the breasts and Nick Knack was one of the famous shorts that led to the phenomenon that is Toy Story and Cars. And I mean, anything you want to say from Pixar stables.
0: Top trivia. Next word, beginning with K... Kama Sutra. Ooh. Described as a sex guide par excellence by French and pretentious people. Mm. Uh, Only 20% of the Kama Sutra is pictures. The rest is uh, philosophy and theory, which explains why I've never read it. Yeah. Uh, What do you think Kama Sutra means? Well, karma... You know what it is, sex
1: book, but what does it mean? Well, karma is, is that kind of sense of divine, you know... Yeah, different karma. Is it different karma? Different, so
0: not... I, I was spelling it while I was Googling it, and Google told me off. Google went, did you mean K-A-M-A Sutra? And I went, oh, oh yeah. Because otherwise it would be Karma Sutra. It would be the art of uh, getting something back. From the universe that yeah. you put out there in the first place. All this place. time I was doing this really generous lovemaking. And I'm not you should have been anything. more selfish. Absolutely. <laughs> karma. Hit me. karma is the Hindu god of love oh. or desire. Also a major river in Russia, but I don't think it's uh, connected. And this I'm guessing space.
1: Sutra isn't when you stitch someone up. That's no,
0: uh, no, a suture. Oh right. Uh, although if you do have, uh, if you do do what's on page seventeen,
1: you, you will might need have that to get the needle and thread out.
0: <laughs> uh, Karma is also the name of a, a surfing Hawaiian pig. Uh, right. If you go to the Napili Point Resort, there is a pig called Karma, K-A-M-A, who likes to surf.
1: Where's your favourite surf spot? Huh? <laughs> Sandy Beach. Where? We will put the video on our Twitter. Likes to or was forced to by the tourist board for larks?
0: You don't hear him say no, so... He's a pig, though, hmm. let's be honest. Sutra means rule, so oh. it's essentially a desire rule. First translated into English by the 19th century British explorer Richard Burton, not that one. He came across, no pun intended, the Kama Sutra in Bombay in 1842, and he became fascinated with Indian erotica. He had three mistresses. Ooh. So he presumably needed, a, like, a Haynes manual to help him. <laughs> to Excuse help me, him love. It's all
1: research for <laughs> me, forthcoming translation.
0: There are only eight ways to make love, so you need to crack on with the other
1: seven, Paul, really. Eight ways to make but love. Eight I, why really? do you need any more than one? And,
0: like, leg up is one, but eight standard ways of doing it. If you on do, the
1: back, on the front, doggy. I'll
0: leave you to the imagination. There might be kids listening. The book contains the Kama Sutra, an early recipe for Viagra, oh, uh, really? which I think uh, you might want. So if you're listening in, in the kitchen, here we go. Sparrows eggs, boiled in milk, mm. and then mixed with clarified butter and honey. It will do wonders for your love life.
1: Dying. You'd hope so, because after swallowing that...
0: Yeah. You'd hope there'd be some kind uh, of... Real men it. drink it. Uh, just as, as an aside, finally, couples who ride mopeds together are said to be students of the what? Well, I wouldn't want to ever share a moped with anyone. But
1: you see, you go to
0: Italy, and in various forms, they're all balanced on Yeah, but they're other. Italian,
1: so they have their own world. The Kama Sutra. Oh, it's a real thing. That's
0: a shame. So there you go, a brief potted history of the Kama Sutra. Right, come on, then hit me with your word.
1: Right, my next word is a word that led me into a wonderful new world of music. It is called Cats and Jammer.
0: Uh, oh, I, I yeah, mentioned this okay. on
1: social media, but um the original meaning means confusion or uproar, but it also has another meaning of ha- of hangover, a severe hangover or headache after a night of drinking, Katzenjammer. It was interesting. It originated in the mid-19th century from the German Katzen, meaning cat, and Jammer, meaning distress. And the term Katzenjammer in German is a loan word that's been adopted by the Norwegians to mean the lament of a cat. Oh. Uh, loan words are basically things like when we adopt words from other countries and use them in a kind of more English way. Like it, A great example would probably be in France. France, where they have taken the word "weekend," which is not a French word, but now means the same thing over. Le here. weekend, le weekend. But it was popularized in the in 1897 in a cartoon yeah. written by Rudolf Dirks called "Cats and Jammer Kids," featuring two naughty children. But what I got interested into this for, because outside of the fact that it's a fantastic word for hangover or uproar, uh, I was doing a research into this on the old internet uh, and found that there was a band from Oslo called Cats and Jammer. They formed in 2005. The band consists of four men. Uh, they met in a private school in Oslo and they formed in 2007 officially with their first album. Um, they joined together because they found that the school they were going to lacked teaching originality and only wanted to teach music that had already been done and they found themselves that's to be bold and a bit pretentious but a, to be as fair, a student Are been... you,
0: You're teaching me stuff that's been taught before I don't
1: need to know this But I've spent some time in some conservatoires in, in Europe and yeah. there is a sense of you get taught the classics the basics and anything yeah. outside of that is not out of their interest mm-hmm. so I can kind of understand where they're coming from and they also felt that they were outsiders within this privileged school and so they all formed together to form this band because in Norway the word uh, Katzenjammer means music 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 by cats or ugly music Mm. so their music style is very much they're inspired by people like oingo boingo danny elfman's band yeah i was gonna say oingo boingo yeah (laughs) there's a certain amount of kind of weird music to them (laughs) and if you get the chance to explore their music i really recommend it i fell in love with it
0: and when they haven't washed for a few days are they smelly cats and jammer
1: they are indeed lovely but they do a wonderful version of world of confusion by genesis
0: Check them out. Paul gets 5% of every album sold. That'd be great. Cats and Jammer. Right, before I reveal the results of today's word workout, here comes a brand new feature called 3 is the magic number. Ooh. Ooh. Insert jingle. Uh, Which word is the word, Paul Gannon? It's a K word for Mm -hmm. a village or hamlet in Malaysia. Okay. A Dutch hockey club. And a tropical garden in Miami.
1: So it's one word that describes all three things. Yeah.
0: Is it A, Quichond, B, Kampongs, or C, Kalamata? Quichong, Kampongs, or Kalamata?
1: I am going to go with the second one because it sounds like some kind of place you'd stick people.
0: Kalamata is a city in Greece. Quichond. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Quichond is a Spitz like dog having a <laughs> shaggy greyish coat and tightly curled tail that comes from Holland. Oh, so not Uh, Bob
1: Carroll G's left arm, then?
0: No, so therefore Kampongs is a native village uh, in Malaysia, uh, which is also a tropical garden in Miami and a Dutch hockey club. You can go and play for the Kampongs if you're interested. So did I win? You won a cuddly... a cuddle.
1: That's fine. (laughs) I'll take whatever you've got going on at this point.
0: (laughs) So here we do. The uh, results of the word workout. K, your anagram, Paul Gannon was, pretend croaking... 30 seconds starts now. It's Protect... a
1: movie, you yeah, say? Yeah,
0: pretend croaking. Ooh. Is
1: it a modern movie or quite hmm. an old
0: one? Uh, well, define old.
1: Anything older than ten years is old. Yeah, that. older than that. Ooh, this right. is
0: on film. <laughs> Colour, film, Ooh, sound. right, okay. Pretend um...
1: croaking. Right, Ten seconds. I'm doing my Sherlock mind palace Is that thing. what it is are
0: you trying to give me a grope? Right. <laughs> Time's up. Pretend croaking, a film beginning with the letter K.
1: Keeping Up Appearances. Is
0: not the I correct it was answer. More, it was a bit of a pull. Kindergarten
1: Cop. Oh, I love that film. You know there's a sequel out with Dolph Lundgren now. Is there? Yeah.
0: Kindergarten Cop. Arnie plays John Kimball, a tough city cop who's been on the trail of a drug dealer, Cullen Crisp, for years. The role of John Kimball was turned down by not only Patrick Swayze, but Bill Murray. Wow. And owning a pet ferret like John Kimball does is illegal in California where the film is set.
1: Yeah, but he breaks the rules.
0: Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was governor of California, upheld the ban. Did he? What a hypocrite. <laughs> That's great. Shout out to a woman called Odette, who played Rosa in Kindergarten Cop. She went on to be in Cloverfield, House, The Holiday, Two and a Half Men, the US version of Life on Mars, and played a socialite in the first Transformers movie. Ghostbusters fact for you. Hit me. Jason Reitman. Yeah. Is the son of Ivan Reitman.
1: He was in Ghostbusters 2 originally as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: he played Kissing Boy in Kindergarten Cop.
1: Really? There you go. Because um, Kindergarten Pop was directed by Ivan Reitman, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So he, then do- he did
0: Twins. He directed it and put his kid in the movie as
1: well. It's cheap, he does that isn't? a lot, doesn't he? Because his daughter as well, Ivan Reitman's daughter, yeah. was in Ghostbusters 2 as well. And she ended oh. up being in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. She did is. a
0: great Dan Aykroyd impersonation. You wouldn't know that they no. subbed the two. So there you go. Your word workout today. Pretend Croaking is Kindergarten Cop. And that'll do it for this week's episode of The Fictionary. Thank you for listening right the way to the uh, sweet, sweet end. Uh, We'll be back next week with the letter L. For now, this week's podcast, I think, has been kismet.
1: And I've enjoyed it, and I thought it was quite kooky. This show is part of Podomedy, the podcast comedy network.
0: We're the best kept secret on A-Cast. Why not laugh
1: at what else we've got? Check out Podomity.com now.